When we think of the destiny of every cell, cells destined to divide, and we want to make sure we're creating healthy cells to divide into other healthy cells. And when we think of the mitochondria, that's the engine of the cell. So when you think of, a, a, say, a car engine, the weaker the engine, the weaker the vehicle, the horsepower. And you know, sometimes maybe you don't make it from A to B. You know, when we're thinking about our cells, we want a strong, healthy mitochondria because that's going to allow the cell to be efficient in what it's supposed to do. Welcome to the Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You're about to hear again from Tom Hule for part two of this episode, Debunking Supplement Myths. If you missed part one, you are definitely going to want to go back and listen to that first as we're going to pick up right where we left off. In that episode, we spent the entire time discussing why supplements are not created equal and how they are FDA regulated. In this episode, we're going to dive into discussion on if studies exist showing their effectiveness and safety, if you actually need a multivitamin, and if you need a probiotic. Let's continue. Let's go to myth three. And we've alluded to a little bit of this as well already, but myth three is that there are no studies showing the effectiveness and the safety of supplements. What do you think about that? Uh, That, again, is wrong. Um, uh, there are tons of papers out there showing safety and efficacy. There's double-blind human clinical trials uh, on specific raw materials. As a matter of fact, uh, we have a raw material, and I'll bring this one up because it's local to Iowa. Uh, our supplier uh, is actually out of Ankeny. Uh, and there's 57 studies done on this raw material uh, in humans. Uh, well, 43 of those are human clinical trials. Uh, and we're looking at uh, significant data, uh, significant amount of patients uh, involved in these studies. Uh, and of course, efficacy and safety are proven throughout those studies. And that's just one example. I mean, we have over 170 products. A lot of our raw materials have uh, safety efficacy studies done uh, as well. When we think of even like turmeric, you know, turmeric is in the ginger family, right? It's that orange root. Um, I love that some of the meals I'm ordering for my son, if I normally we will make carrots or sweet potatoes or um, whatnot for him. Uh, he eats a lot of peas lately at night. We'll steam his veggies. But if I have a night where I just don't have time to cook, I order him some freezer meals. And I'm loving that some companies are now putting superfoods, things like turmeric into his meals. I'm thinking at such a young age, he's getting some of these nutrients, which is amazing. But back to turmeric, which I'm delighted has been in some of his meals. Uh, Turmeric has been studied by other cultures or has been used in other cultures for centuries and and studied for years. Um, So do you want to expand a little bit on the the science research behind turmeric? And to your point, uh, it's it's the golden spice that's been around for thousands of years. Uh, and so if, if that doesn't prove that there's some, some safety and, and efficacy behind this, then I don't know what it is. And it's been used not only as a, a spice for food, but it's been used medicinally for that long. And there's thousands of research articles done on turmeric and even curcumin alone, which is just one small component of, ter- of turmeric root. Uh, now, I would say, and actually I want to say one thing uh, when it comes to uh, vitamins, minerals, and botanicals. Um, vitamins and minerals, it is important that they are absorbed and taken into the serum. 
into our bloodstream in order to help from a therapeutic standpoint. When it comes to botanicals, we want to ensure that they have the time to be naturally fermented and broken down by our microbiome. Uh, that is the way nature intended, uh, right? And so we don't want necessarily botanicals to be competing with food. So vitamins and minerals with food, botanicals and herbs without. Um, and they're designed uh, because they're complexes, right? There's not, turmeric is not a single component. There's 200 plus, 230 plus different bioactive components of turmeric. And we want to take advantage of that entire complex. As a matter of fact, there's research out there. Uh, I know everybody thinks when they think turmeric, they think curcumin and they think absorption. Again, I want to get away from the marketing there is that a lot of the retail companies are saying, hey, ours is the most absorbed. It's 200% more absorbed than this other one over here. You know, uh, there's not a single paper of, of over 8,000 citations on curcumin. There's not a single paper that actually links absorption with patient outcomes. Uh, so let's get away from the marketing and start looking at the research and start looking at more complete matrices. Uh, so when you're looking for curcumin, look for turmeric and look for one that includes volatile oils, tumorones, right? The, the actual proteins and carbohydrates, a complete turmeric matrix, because there's plenty of research out there that uh, even removing curcumin from a turmeric uh, product, uh, a complete turmeric product, still yields just as good or better results. So we've been throwing out baby out with the bathwater by just focusing on curcumin. So there's a lot of great new botanical research out there, and it's going to change our entire industry, I believe. And I just think that speaks to the power of plants, right? So we've been so fixated on this one component, curcumin, but there are other beneficial components to that plant, to that root. So well said. I'm going to see if I can reach this product behind me because I want to ask you about mitochondrial, um, a product we carry called mitochondrial complex, which is created to help boost uh, mitochondrial function. So this is by far my favorite product. And I was sold on the research behind it when I was educated on it. So this product has actually been studied in HIV um, AIDS patients for, we'll just say boosting immunity. And can you expand on that? You know, the studies more than I do. Yeah. So that nutrient blend and not, I'll say this, um, you know, that particular product is my personal favorite product. Uh, I happen to take it every day. Uh, I take it with me when I travel and, and it couldn't be more of a relevant product in our current times when everybody's really concerned about immune support. Um, and I'll just say uh, that uh, when we think of mitochondrial health, it's synonymous with cellular health. And as organisms ourselves made up of organs, which are made up of cells, if the cell is unhealthy, the organism, us, is unhealthy, right? So we want to make sure that we're focusing at the root and providing uh, uh, nutrients that are going to support uh, cellular function. And that's exactly what that product's designed to do. Uh, and the cool thing is that it's been shown in clinical trials. Uh, matter of fact, the double blind placebo controlled clinical trial uh, in patients that have a significant immunocompromising virus, uh, HIV, uh, where uh, they were taking a retroviral cocktail. So basically, if, if you're familiar with that, it stabilizes T cell count, but doesn't really do good, do much good for the organism uh, as far as feeling good in, in operations from an organ, organ standpoint. So this particular product, particular micronutrient blend, sorry, I'll say micronutrient blend, was able to raise or improve CD4 cell count. So that principal immune cell, 24% in just a 12-week period. That is significant when it comes to showing the mechanism of action and how something like this works in increasing the efficiency or supporting the efficiency, more rather, that the mitochondrial functions in producing ATP. So 
when we think of how the cell, the destiny of every cell, cell is destined to divide. Uh, and we want to make sure that we're creating healthy cells to divide into other healthy cells. And when we think of the mitochondria, that's the engine of the cell. So when you think of, a, a, say, a car engine, I know you use a train analogy. I'm going to use a car one. Um, but when you think of a car engine, the weaker the engine, the weaker the vehicle, the horsepower. And, and you know, sometimes maybe you don't make it from A to B. You know, when we're thinking about our cells, we want a strong, healthy mitochondria because that's going to allow the cell to be efficient in what it's supposed to do, whether it be fight an infection or you know, detox uh, or create a liver cell or, you know, we think stem cells to, to whatever they become, um, but ultimately divide into what they need to do uh, or need to be. Uh, so increasing glucose and fatty acids uh, uh, more efficiently, but also addressing the oxidative stress from that respiration, that cellular breathing and operation creates oxidative stress on the back end. We want to make sure we're providing a healthy antioxidant blend as well. So you've got this mitochondrial cocktail, which is, is probably, I would argue, that's one of your most amazing products that you have in your entire line, uh, Dr. Gray, that is built on the backbone of a multivitamin. So your patient can take it uh, regularly as a multivitamin, but, but get the, the added bonus of it being a mitochondrial cocktail as well and an antioxidant blend. So it's, it's really multiple products in one. And from a cost standpoint, it's very, very uh, competitive. Uh, when you think of, you could be buying five or six products, instead you get one and you get all this amazing benefit that's been clinically researched. So we both can attest to how important and how effective this product has been for us. I know when I was pregnant and breastfeeding, I couldn't take it and I was just itching to get back on it because it helps me with brain fog and with energy. I, I love the product. So as you mentioned, it is a multivitamin, but I tell my patients it's like the Cadillac of all multivitamins because it has those key players. It has acetyl-L-carnitine, alpha-lipoic acid, and acetylcysteine, just to name some of the extra ingredients in it. And Speaking to the car analogy you mentioned, with my patients, I do um, explain to them that many times, if you think of your body as more of a train, um, certain cells, right, need, your body needs energy. And so when we think of a train, the conductor is shoveling coal into the train <laughs> to get the train to go, right? And our body uses fatty acids for energy, but the byproduct of using those or of using the coal is smoke. So what are we going to do with the smoke, right? We have to mitigate the, the effects of that. And that's where the antioxidants come in to get rid of that smoke. So this product is also designed for detox. It has agents in it to, to promote detoxification to boost glutathione. And that's also why I couldn't take it when I was pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, but this product is not only beneficial for patients who have immune challenges, like when we were mentioning the research behind HIV and, 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 and AIDS and this improving their, their counts. There have been studies on this product also showing athletes who are just or individuals who are more stressed, period, <laughs> um, are less likely to get sick when they're taking this product because it also is supporting their immune system. I can't, I don't remember the exact study, but I believe that's the truth. Yeah, when I think about this product, uh, and to your point, I like the train analogy, by the way. Um, you know, think of it supporting uh, a high octane fuel engine, but also low emissions at the same time. Uh, and we're in a low emission world, right? Uh, and really, this now this isn't a product you're going to take where you feel like you just took a five hour energy. This is a cellular energy product, right? It's not like a caffeine energy. So your patients don't have to worry about being overstimulated or anything like that. Really, we're trying to build our uh, uh, resilience is, is a better way to put it, right? The, the better and more efficient our engines are, the better our fleet. Uh, and ultimately, when we're either under an acute issue uh, or just trying to keep up with normal fun daily function, you know, we're more supported in that regard. Wonderful. 
Well, let's move on to the next myth. So myth four is that I don't need a multivitamin. Speaking of multivitamins, <laughs> um, I am going to answer that that's incorrect. That's wrong. You absolutely do need a multivitamin. And in chapter four of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, I break this down pretty comprehensively, just talking about why we as a society are so nutritionally deficient. Our soils are deficient. So naturally, it's the soil will then produce food that's also nutritionally deficient. Our food processes, um, when we think of just the harvesting, the processing, storing, freezing, how we're cooking foods with, with high heat all causes our foods to um, lose nutrients. And I have patients who literally grow their own organic food in their backyard. <laughs> and I still run, or I run a nutritional analysis on them still under the suspicion that they still do have nutritional deficiencies. And I come to find that they do. So if those individuals <laughs> have nutritional deficiencies, then I certainly am going to have them. So what do you think about individuals needing a multivitamin? What are your thoughts? It's essential. Uh, and, and, Every not only everything you just said, but there's even so much more things working against us. Even, I mean, so not only do we have to consume nutrient dense food, which really doesn't exist, you know, outside of maybe certain regions of the world that have been unaffected uh, by you know our our commercialization of literally everything, um, but we have to have a healthy GI tract and microbiome to even digest it, to extract the nutrients we need, and that in and of itself is an energy dependent process. So we're using nutrients to extract nutrients. And if we're not getting enough nutrients from our food, we might end up in a nutrient deficiency or deficit. If you think of it like a savings account, we keep spending and spending and spending, but if we're not getting any return on our investment, you know, that's when cellular health starts to struggle and then ultimately leads to patients ending up in your office. Um, but I would also say uh, with regards to just food and supplements, supplements by definition are adding to, right? They're designed to support and you can't outrun a bad diet and you can't out supplement no movement or no exercise. Uh, but I would say that as it relates to nutrients in general, we have to make sure that we're supporting ourselves in that regard. Cause we simply are, like you said, we're not getting it from our food. We don't live in a utopian society where everything is perfect and soil is just ever nutritious. It just doesn't exist. Not the case anymore. Totally agreed. Um, yeah, you once told me that the only example where you would not need a multivitamin is if you live in a utopian, like a perfect society, but we clearly, we clearly don't. <laughs> um, last myth here, and then I have a couple extra questions for you, is that I can get enough good bacteria for my microbiome from fermented foods. Yeah, I would say again, uh, how do you know? There's very few stability and shelf stability, uh, not only that, but your, your digestive tract. We just, we don't know that there's literally no proof that that actually is factual. <laughs> um, so what I would say is we don't know enough about our gut to know that that's true. Uh, we're constantly finding things about our microbiome. Now there's some things we do know. Uh, and that you know, when you're taking some type of probiotic supplement to which I would say, you know, fermented foods, Hey, absolutely. They're great. They're healthy. Um, but is that enough? We don't know. Uh, so when you're taking something like a probiotic things to look for would be a strain diversity, but more so genetic diversity, which you're not going to necessarily see on a label. Um, so you might have to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, additionally, uh, survivability, shelf stability. There's a whole bunch of factors that play in. So you want to make sure that of anything that you're taking, live organisms, you want to ensure that there's research behind it uh, and it comes from a, a reputable source. And by the way, it's probably the most commoditized product uh, out there in the retail channel. There's thousands of different types of probiotics. You don't know what you're getting. Uh, so go with a trusted source. And to that end, 
there's so many things working against us, which is why probiotics are so popular and why they're so highly recommended like clinicians in the functional space like yourself uh, in that there's antibiotics in cleaning products. There's antibiotics in our water that is seeped into our water. There's antibiotics in our food. If you, if you don't get antibiotic-free meat and, I guess, animal products, I guess you'd say. Um, and ultimately, things that we put on our skin. Uh, so our, our skin and our gut totally tied together. Uh, our skin is an accurate representation of what's going on in our gut. If there's something going on in your skin, chances are it's stemming from there. Um, and ultimately, uh, again, it comes back to we, we don't know enough about our microbiome, constantly discovering things. We know less about that, I think, than we know about our universe. For somebody to say, I know that this will do this, and they're marketing that, unfortunately, that is what it is. It's marketing. We don't know enough yet. Yeah. I think um, my, my, maybe my answer to the, this myth or my response would be that if you were a vaginal delivery, no complications, you were breastfed, you've never taken any antibiotics, again, you live in this utopian society, <laughs> then maybe, maybe you could get enough. I mean, we don't know for sure, but maybe you could get enough um, healthy bacteria from fermented foods. But if you have taken antibiotics, which you clearly have ingested them, as you mentioned, if you drink coffee, alcohol, I mean, if you're consuming foods that cause inflammation, so if you're eating sugar, which most people do, gluten, dairy, soy, corn, if you're eating inflammatory oils, uh, consuming them, cooking with them, your microbiome is being you know, impacted by that. And so most people, I do think, need to take a probiotic. There is a caveat there. If patients have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which I've had, there may be times that those patients don't tolerate certain types of probiotics. So I'm not, I'm not preaching that everybody needs a probiotic. I'm just saying that, hey, we are, like you mentioned, learning more and more about the microbiome. And more than likely, um, we probably aren't getting enough good bacteria from fermented foods to combat all the antibiotics and other you know, crap we've been exposed to that are impacting our microbiome. Hey, 50 years ago, taking a capsule filled with bacteria would have been uh, uh, totally, un is, was totally unheard of. Um, but, you know, and, and a lot of the research out there is, is very much correlation data and, and, and Eating plants, for instance, the diversity in plants you eat directly correlates with the diversity in your microbiome. And what we know is that more diverse microbiomes are generally found in healthier individuals. Again, we're talking about correlation, not necessarily causation, but I would, I would argue that uh, we do know the GI tract is uh, uh, married to everything else. Uh, and I've heard uh, multiple times from clinicians like yourself, as well as uh, researchers, that 70 to 80%, some argue even higher, of our immune system resides in our gut. Uh, so this is generally the first place we want to go, which is, again, why probiotics are so popular. There's such, it's such a big space, and just GI health in general uh, is, a, is a huge target for not only uh, biopharmaceutical companies, but even supplement companies like, uh, like the one I, I represent and, and others in our space. Uh, this is also why chapter um, one of my book is so important because I'm talking about <laughs> that foundation of our health um, being our gut. So that's something that you are, you're right. I address firstly with all my patients before we move to other steps of the blueprint, we have to address gut health. So Tom, tell us what are some supplements that you take on a daily basis? Like what can you not live without? Like, what do you love? We, you, you love mitochondrial complex, but what else do you love? Uh, I actually, I take a fish oil, I take a probiotic, I take a vitamin D uh, with K2. Um, I take five to 10,000 a day with 180 to 360 micrograms of vitamin K2, uh, as well as a 
I don't know if I said a probiotic, but um, a glutathione product as well, a reduced glutathione. Can you speak to K2 briefly here? Um, the, so the K2 that is used in the manufacturing of our products specifically is a, a special, again, kind of like how we mentioned the amino acid chelated, you know, trademarked <laughs> a solution that we're using in our products. There, There is um, not an equivalent, but a similar option for K2. So what, um, what are we using in our products? Can you expand on that? Yeah, so the vitamin K2 um, is actually exclusive to our company and that we're such a large user of vitamin K2, uh, we're able to get exclusive access to this particular raw material that has over 19 human clinical studies. Uh, and not only can it make the claim uh, of being researched in the cardiovascular realm, but also bone mineral density. And it is a specific form. It's called MenaQ7. Uh, we use form in all of our vitamin K2 and all of our products is that form. Um, so uh, you get to benefit from that uh, being in our, our raw material regime. Uh, and it has not only a longer half-life, uh, but with regard to the research has shown to have a positive impact on specific proteins that help pull calcium out of the blood. Uh, and incorporate it into uh, the bone matrix. Basically, we know extra calcium is bad uh, when, it, when it's flowing around our bloodstream. You know, we think of placking and we think of uh, uh, calcification of our arteries and, and ligaments and tendons, muscles, what have you. Uh, and unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, I like cheese, but uh, we have a society that consumes a ton of dairy, which is very rich in calcium and other food products that have a lot of calcium. And we also hit our system with a ton of vitamin D uh, because that's the popular thing to do. Uh, vitamin D is essential. Uh, but you know, in doing so, we need to make sure that uh, when we take a lot of vitamin D and we eat a lot of cheese and we eat a lot of uh, things that are calcium containing, we're allowing calcium in the bloodstream more readily because um, vitamin D is involved in that process. So we need to balance it with the vitamin K2 uh, to support that calcium regulation. Uh, and in that regard, you know, be healthier from a cardiovascular standpoint. And I've had kidney stones, which were terrible, absolutely terrible. And I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> yeah. So K2 is more the usher that's going to direct that calcium from the from the blood uh, into the bone matrix. So not causing kidney stones and calcifications elsewhere. So yes, you need vitamin D. Vitamin D is very important, great for immune health, but K2 is equally as important. And if you're taking D3, you should be taking K2 as well. So what are you doing to support your immune system through this time? You know, it's interesting. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing foundational. I'm creating, uh, taking a lot of foundational health products. You know, when we think about what does the immune system need? Well, the immune system needs to ensure that it is uninterrupted. Uh, so that way it's ready uh, for an immune assault. One, I would argue that turmeric, probiotic, you know, those two things have a profound impact on a healthy microbiome, which I mentioned earlier, 70, 80% of the immune system uh, resides in the gut. So a healthy gut, healthy immune system, uh, regular exercise, uh, not over-exercising, but regular exercise, regular movement uh, is essential as well. And so, Foundational nutrition is professional nutrition. Uh, and we want to build metabolic reserve uh, so that way our body can address any potential immune assault uh, and have the necessary fuel to fight the good fight. Um, I think I heard from you, you used a, a, a word picture, you got to have bullets for your gun. And ultimately bullets for our gun are, are, is, 
is the nutrients and the fuel source that our cells are going to need to to fight the war. Uh, and so by taking a mitochondrial complex and a probiotic and a fish oil, that macro, micro, and phytonutrient regime, I'm filling the difference, that gap, if you will, and what's missing out of the food that I'm consuming. And I consume all organic, non-GMO, but it just doesn't have the nutrients to keep up with what I'm going to need to fight something should I get affected by it. You're, you're building your immune resiliency, as you would put it, which is wonderful. Exactly. Uh, do you have any top longevity hacks or any um, anything, is there anything that you do on a daily basis that you want to, other than the supplements that, <laughs> that you want to share with the audience? Um, immune hacks. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I am a geek when it comes to mitochondrial support. Uh, and uh, uh, so I do actually take more than I probably should from a, the mitochondrial complex. Um, but I do oftentimes, and I'm not right now, wear blue light glasses when it's supposed to be dark out. Again, a lot of theory, uh, but, you know, when I think about the evolution of our, of our bodies, you know, we used to not have light. Uh, uh, and so, you know, wake, let the sun wake you up. Let, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm waking up when it's dark out, as soon as the sun comes up, you know, I like to look out the window uh, and get some of that natural blue light to get the, the natural awakening response. But try and follow the sleep-wake cycle. I do a rotational diet. Um, and, uh, you know, we think about the summer, uh, summer is when fruit is plentiful and, and, and vegetables and things growing on trees and ground. And that's, in, that's when insulin is, is okay, um, in moderation. Uh, and then in the winter, when those things aren't generally available, I try to stick with more of a, a keto side of, of a diet, uh, or paleo in, in some instances, depending on, you know, what side of the, the tracks you fall on there. Um, but I, I try to keep as close to, I can as a seasonal diet, uh, and get good sleep, uh, and good exercise, but there is a yin to the yang. So enjoy yourself every now and again, give yourself a break. Don't put too much stress on yourself. If you have a pulse, you have stress, so you have to do a good job with, with trying to balance things and time with family and, and kids and, and, uh, and friends. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you have a beautiful little daughter, so I'm sure she brings you all kinds of joy. Sorry, she hasn't come barging in here yet. <laughs> and you're feeding your um, bacterial diversity by rotating the foods through the season. So wonderful tips. And knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. Um, you know, knowing how to read labels, knowing what to look for. Uh, it's it's uh, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Um, which is why I rely on clinicians like yourself and, and these types of conversations. I learn, I garner a lot. Um, you know, over the last you know nine, ten years, um, just having these conversations uh, has drastically helped my personal health as well as those that I love. Um, so knowing, knowing, and not just reading something on the internet and headlining, um, but trust and verify. Well, you provided us with lots of brilliant information today. So I hope we busted several supplement myths. <laughs> so thank you for your brilliance and for your time. And thank you for just really building into clinicians like myself so that I can help my patients. So we appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your partnership and everything you do on the front lines uh, and trans transforming the way medicine is done in our country. And um, it was an honor to, to be able to be honest with you. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me for the conclusion of this episode. I love talking about supplements, specifically about highly efficacious ones that perform. And that's all I recommend for my patients because I do believe and I hope you learned today that evidence exists showing they can be used safely and that they can be very effective. But we have to remember that not all supplements are created equal. You have to read labels. You have to know what to look for. If you want to give our mitochondrial complex or any other product mentioned in the episode a try, use code ENERGY, E-N-E-R-G-Y, at yourlongevityblueprint.com for 15% off your purchase. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. 
And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, not only is the course 50% off, but you also get your first consult with me for free. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I read all of the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, or how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thanks so much for listening and remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.